Last Supper with Steph de Sosa. Thanks for dropping by. Come and sass Steph's Live Spice. All her socials at spicysteph.com. Today on the Last Supper podcast, I have my new family member, Larry, MasterChef 2019 winner. The girl that taught me how to swear while living in the MasterChef house, but also made me laugh so much. I love her like I like my own kids. I cannot wait to watch this girl shine over the next few years because I know she is destined for amazing things. Larry! Steffi! How you going, babe? I'm good. How are you, Mama Steffi? I'm good. What you doing? Well, right now I'm just in my room. Um, (laughs) At your mum and dad's house? Yeah, and mum. So I'm just locking myself away because you know what my family's like, overbearing. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. They need to be in on everything and know what's going on. Oh, too much. Oh, no, I love it. I love it. You are so lucky (laughs) to have such a family like that. Oh, crazy. Yeah, they're very cool. So, first of all, the thing that I thought about today about you is I don't even know how to pronounce your last name. Are you serious? I'm serious. After I'm, all this time. I know, after all this time, but I just, it's Larry. Like, it's not anything after, else. It's just Larry. <laughs> after all the food trucks we burnt down, you still I, know what I last still name don't is. know. No, I know what it is, but I don't know how to pronounce it properly. Well, let's hear it. I want to see how you say it. No, I don't want, I don't want to be embarrassed. Go on, it's your podcast. You, know, you can do it. <laughs> you know what I've got you in my phone as? Mm. I've got you as Larry MC. MC? Yeah, MC. Well, your one is Mama Steph. Oh, so, really? Yeah, it's, it's perfect. <laughs> so okay, I well, want to say Takchi. Takchi. Oh, very good. Is that right? No, definitely not. Oh. It's funny because like Australians, they love saying Takchi, oh. but it's, that's a very fancy way of saying our last name. It's more like Takchi. Oh, you know? Takchi. Takchi. It sounds almost Japanese. People think I'm Japanese. It does. Believe in me. It does actually. I was thinking that this morning when I was looking at it, I'm going, it, it does look Japanese. I get asked all the time and then they meet me and they're like, oh, definitely yeah, not. Yeah, definitely not Japanese. <laughs> I, you've just got to hear your voice and you know you're not Japanese. Yeah, well, that's you it. <laughs> very, very Lebanese when I speak to you. Yeah, but then head. you speak to Derek and he doesn't sound Asian at all. No, he doesn't. He sounds like a full, like, bogan. Full bogan. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? Yeah, it's really weird. Anyway. Yeah, I know. We do. We do. We judge people by everything though, don't we? Yeah, a little bit. That's just how we roll. (laughs) Judgy, judgy, judgy. So Mm -hmm. tell me, Mm. how did your family come to Australia? Do you know? Well, my parents weren't born there, but my grandparents were. Were Um, Born in Lebanon? Yeah. So it's funny because my both my dad's parents were born in Lebanon. Yeah. My grandma, my mum's side, she was born in Lebanon. But then my grandpa on my mom's side was actually born in Australia. But he's Lebanese. So his parents were from Lebanon, but then migrated here and then had him here. And and then it was him that travelled back to Lebanon to help that generation migrate to Australia, if that makes ah, sense. Ah, okay. So yeah. he met your grandma in Lebanon. Yeah. So because he's part of, we like to say, village in Lebanon, we don't have cities or towns. We have yeah. villages. Yeah. And so... We're from two villages in the northern mountains in Lebanon. And obviously because we're from there, he supported those two villages to sort of come down to Australia. So he hadn't met any of them, obviously, because he was born here. But because he's Lebanese and being part of a Lebanese community, you you naturally sort of support one another. And migrating to a new country is a really hard thing. Obviously, we don't speak the language. You don't understand the culture. So he was sort of there to help 
migrate then here yeah. to settle in. So kind of like the go-between person to make things happen. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, still, like back in those days, there was still a buttload of racism. They went through hell, but and that's just natural in that time, I guess. But yeah, he sort of just tried to help them and teach them the way of being an Australian, I guess. Okay. So did they all start in Dural, where you are now? No, they started off in Thornley. So that's maybe half an hour out from the city. So you know how you have Leichhardt for Italians? Yeah. You have Thornley and like West Ride area for the Lebanese people. The Lebanese culture. people. Okay, cool. Then, gotcha. Yeah, then they travel out to sort of Auburn, Bankstown, Parramatta area. Okay. If you don't follow Steph, book you. The links are all there at spicysteph.com. So did you yeah. grow up eating 100% Lebanese food? You know, not really. Obviously, when I grew up on my farm, a lot of it was Lebanese because I was on my grandparents' farm at the time. Yeah. So, so they grew peaches, didn't they? Life. Is that right? Yeah. So yeah. He, I was on a um, – it was a stone fruit farm plus okay. other things. Okay. You know, he was doing peaches, nectarines, the whole lot. Yeah. Um, all things stone fruit. And then he had his own sort of things growing like cucumbers, tomatoes, like very Lebanese yep, ingredients. Yeah. Like lemons, parsley, everything you need for that cuisine. Yeah. They had that because obviously Lebanon, that's what – they depended on just growing their own stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, first 10 years of my life, it was very much Lebanese orientated. But mum kind of just tried to sort of introduce other flavors as we're growing up because she didn't want us just to be single-minded about just this cuisine and this cuisine only. So that was like a conscious decision of hers to do that? Well, she kind of had an interest in food anyway. Like yeah. a lot of my family members that were on the same farm and had the same upbringing they were very much set on Lebanese cooking. That's how it is. But my mum was more like kind of breaking the boundaries, I guess, but yeah. in a very subtle way. It was only just in our family. Like on this farm, there was nothing private. Everything was together. Yeah, okay. So, it so sounds like nothing's time. much changed with your family, though, when I've been down there. There's not much private. No. It's everybody together no, all the time. Oh God, no. Are you kidding me? No way. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so when we had, like, I guess, family time with just our family, she would try making things like mushroom pie or like a sponge cake and it's like yeah. really weird stuff to have given where I was growing up and who I was with it was just really really weird it was really foreign and unusual for you it was but it was good like it it brought us up in that way that you know we don't have to be so close-minded about food it can be a million different things yeah. so which is like what Australia really is all about isn't it a hundred percent I think Australia is such a young country and we're kind of confused about our culture because we've got so many cultures that are here. Yeah. And that's not a bad thing. But then look what we have. We've got so many different cultures and cuisines that we have access to. It's just, it's amazing. I think we're so lucky. I, I love the fact that we can cook and or eat anything that we want because I think if you are yeah. brought up in a really strong culture, like you said, Lebanese culture, you mm. would probably normally just eat that and not be exposed to anything else. But if you're in Australia yeah. now as a second or third generation immigrant or, you know, whatever you are in Australia, you are just naturally yeah. exposed to everything because of the amount yeah. of different races we have here. And it's like it's actually good food. It's not even your shitty like Chinese restaurant. Like there's actually really nice Chinese restaurants or there's really good Italian or really good Middle yeah. Eastern food, like we just do food so well here. Yeah, 
and, and we have the even, ingredients I mean, too, which is amazing. Yeah, we've got oh my god, the seafood is just incredible here. Like yeah. we're so privileged what we have in Australia. Yeah, need to take advantage of it, and I think sometimes we forget how lucky oh. we have it. We need to make sure that we're still using it all the time and expanding yeah, our definitely. horizons all the time. Grab a wine and DM Steph. She'd love to hear what your last supper would be and what wine you're drinking. I think maybe some of your grandma's food might be on my last supper list, but what's on your, on your last supper list? What would it be? Yeah. Oh, God. I think we had this conversation once before and I said to you that it is so hard just to choose that one dish I know, that you have. it kills me. I don't know that I because can. Because there's just too much of a lover of food. It's yeah. just almost like saying, oh, who's your favourite child? I'm, I mean, I'm sure you do, but you secretly don't want to say it. <laughs> no, I don't have a favourite child. You're my favourite child, Larissa. <laughs> Stop it. We all know Today, Noah is. Yeah, I know. Yeah, we're true. We do know Noah. Noah is my favourite child. That's why I have to say. <laughs> That's so funny. I love it. Laugh. Yeah. But if you um, really, if I had, like, I've got a gun to your head, Larissa, you yeah, have one meal left, head. what is it going to be? Okay. Well, under this immense pressure, I have to say it's burrata. Oh, really? Yeah. I just, I cannot live without it. It's, it's funny because you don't usually have burrata in your everyday fridge, but in our fridge, it's everyday. It has to be there. <laughs> oh, seriously? That's so funny. Oh, yeah. It's, it's really weird. Like, even last night I was watching it. A movie in bed, by the way, and <laughs> as a movie time snack, I had burrata and tomato and basil and oh, not popcorn. <laughs> you had burrata. That's so I had burrata. Like that's not even normal. Do you have it with just, toast or crackers or anything like that, or is it just burrata with tomato, like a salad? I can have it in many ways. Like okay. love it with the really good olive oil, a really good balsamic or a vinicotto, tomato, basil, lots of sea salt. Simple like that, but otherwise mm. you can always add in some chunky toasted bread or put it in a pasta. Even just as like a side dish, you can do like a charred cabbage and have that as an accompaniment with your burrata. Like it's just, oh, it just so goes good. with anything. Any, I'm just thinking, how can I make this a dessert so it can be eaten? Oh, like, seriously? Every day. Yeah, why not? Oh, yum. <laughs> it's just, I love the texture of it. That's what I love about it, pulling it open and it's sort of being creamier in the middle than it is on the outside. That's what I love yeah, about it. Like, the texture just is oozes, amazing. Just yeah. out I actually everywhere. had it yesterday. I had some yesterday. It was so good. Um, I had it with um, fresh spring peas and beans and snow peas. That sounds amazing. I know, it was like with just lemon version. juice and lemon zest and a bit of olive oil and lots of salt. Oh, it was so it, good. Honestly. It was just beautiful. I love that. So simple. So What's what your about, last? What, no, not allowed to ask me mine because I've already told Come on. No, it's not about me. It's about you. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> I, no, I actually, it's funny. I don't know what my last meal would be because really? I'm, like, oh, I'm like you. Is It, it depends How on the you? day. I know, it depends on the day. Depends what I've been reading, what I've been cooking, what I've been eating. Um, even if they say, what's your favourite ingredient, could you even answer that? That's hard, eh? Uh, I could tell you. What's that? Star anise. Star anise. Star anise? I love star Yeah, you do. I do, yeah. So what's your favourite ingredient? Have you got one or not? I was thinking about it actually and I think at the moment because I change every day but yeah. today it's olive oil. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I just, I love a good olive oil. It's just, I drink it. It's it's not great. I mean, it's good for you, which it is, is good great. For you. But um, 
it's not normal how no, I treat olive. It's not my favorite. I mean, I love no. good olive oil, but I can think of so many different things. And I, I think because you're more Indian orientated, right? Yeah. With your cuisine, yeah. And mine is more like Mediterranean, yeah. Middle Eastern. It's very food. different. So it's kind of like I love olive oil. I love yeah. lemon juice, lots of garlic, yeah. lots of salt. You know, and that's like, like you would finish just about everything you cook with a good olive oil, wouldn't you? Oh, yeah. Like we use it in every stage of the cooking, like not even just for the finishing touch, it's for the whole process. It kind of just makes or breaks your dish. Like it's a must staple in your pantry to yep. have really good olive oil. It's really important. Done. So oh, given yeah. that you're a dessert girl, yeah, what would your last supper dessert be? Mm, that's a horrible, sinful question. Is that because um, you have so many you can't choose? Yeah, it's just too much. Okay, let's just say where it is today. Again, I'm sorry. I wish I had that one thing like, yes, this, but no, I've got too many. But uh, I think right now a good apple tatatan. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, definitely, 100%. Is With that... a really good puff pastry. Mm, yum. Oh, it can't beat it. No, you're right. You can't. Itself. You can't. So is that something that you would have had growing up? You know what? Not really, actually. No. Not really. I think. As growing up from like teenage years onwards, when I started to be more independent about what I thought about food, yeah, that was when I started to experiment more at home and read a lot of cookbooks, trying to learn different cuisines and stuff. And obviously, French is a cuisine everyone kind of goes to when learning about cooking. And yeah, that's just one of those classic things that you'd find in a French cookbook is an apple tatatan. Yeah. So yeah, and I found it really interesting, just the process of it, you know, in the one pan, you put it in the oven, you take yeah. it out, you flip it over and there it is. It's and just it's like beautiful this, and it's done, it's oh, finished. Yeah. And it smells, it's like your house just smells so good after yeah, making it. it. I does. just love that. Yeah. And I think like apple pie is definitely on my list of oh. things to choose from for yeah. my last dessert. It's so simple, isn't it? It's like apples, buttery yeah. pastry, a little bit of cinnamon, and like sugar. A bit yum. of caramel sauce that's self-made. It's just. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, beautiful. So and vanilla ice cream. Oh, it has to be vanilla ice cream. Yeah, and probably Nothing some else. cream don't, as well. Yeah, don't, don't mess around with it. No, you've got to have both. I think that's probably fairly yeah. essential, don't you think? What about, what do you think, say, for example, your dad, what do you think his last supper would be? His last meal? Or yeah, yeah, that? Like his last meal. I It would have um, Lebanese bread with it for sure. Oh, anything Lebanese bread. Spaghetti with Lebanese bread. Something that makes <laughs> bloody sense. <laughs> thing is dad, he doesn't use cutlery. He only uses Lebanese bread. Ah, uh, okay. So that's, <laughs> that's why. like the rule of thumb. That is the, the cutlery. That is the cutlery for a Lebanese person in a Lebanese home. You know, we don't have, we don't use cutlery. We use, use Lebanese, bread. Um, Lebanese bread. That's what you use to, it's a vessel for every dish you have. It yeah, should be. Yeah. Anyway. It should be anyway. Like there should be yeah. rules against using cutlery, I think, especially at home. <laughs> I think they have enough rules in the Middle East. It's not. Um, let me just think. Dad's last meal. God, he's just a fat pig like me, so he just likes anything. Definitely a good steak. Oh, really? He's a steak man? A really good steak, yeah. He's a steak man through and through with tomatoes and onions. Yeah. Like just to say pan fried in the mm. same pan. He loves doing that with yeah, a good yeah. breast sort of sorrel salad. He loves sorrel endive. Lots of olive yeah. oil and probably burrata on the side, right? And uh, I say endive because you have, a le- it's part of Meze in Lebanon, is you have a big bowl of just endive on its own, not dressed. And then oh, you have really? like, yeah, and then you have like a bowl next to it with the olive oil and lemon juice. And then that's where you use your bread to pick up the endive and then dip that in the olive oil and then eat it. Oh, yum. 
That's making yeah. me really hungry now. I want to just oh, eat good. that. Yum. It's, <laughs> it's so simple, isn't it? But it's so delicious. Like that's what I love about Lebanese food and Turkish food and Middle Eastern food, mm. like pe- food of that area. It's just so simple, but it's just oh so, yeah, and not offensive. Well, like anybody could eat it because it's not spicy, it's not strong. You know, it's just no, it's, it's just tasty. Friendly. Oh, hundred percent, definitely. Yeah. The thing is, it's like it doesn't always look appealing for some people. Like the very authentic Lebanese dishes, it's not as colourful as you know what you see in Australia commonly, but. It's food that tastes really, really good. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree. So good. It's amazing. Mm. So just to finish off before Mm. I let you go, what was either the last thing you ate or the next thing that you're going to eat? This sounds really weird because I'm not really healthy usually. I was at my mum's cafe. Yeah. And she made me uh, these, like, it's it's a new breakfast dish she has on the menu at the moment and I was just testing it out naturally. Yeah. Um, was it good? But it, they, oh, it was beautiful. It was braised cannellini beans. Oh, yeah. Um, like tossed, in, tossed in like a lot of olive oil and lemon juice and a bit of parsley and a bit of garlic. Yeah. That with crispy kale, smoked slubna, broccolini, and just a fried egg with some sourdough. Oh, that sounds <laughs> so good. Mm, it was delicious. Yum. I loved it. But that was my last thing. And my next meal, it can't be brighter again. I had it last night. Are you going out um, tonight or are you having it at home? No, I, no, I'm having it at home. It actually just depends on what mum makes. She usually just kind of comes home and just looks in the fridge and says, yep, this is what we're having. Yeah. Um, so you wouldn't cook? On, You're not cooking? Do you cook dinner at home? I do sometimes. But when I, ha- I have to start dinner at a certain time. If I don't start at like 2 o'clock in the afternoon, I'm not making dinner. Yeah. Because it just takes me forever and I don't know why. It takes but too long. Actually, I do know why because I get family that spontaneously love coming over for dinner. So you naturally always make more than what you need to. Yeah, so you're <laughs> making it for like 20 people rather than just three or four. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's not a normal Australian family. This <laughs> is like you come in uninvited and, yes, we will feed you. And you, we no will feed you. Time. I know, I know. I Honestly, one of the nicest meals I've ever eaten was just, and you're going to think it's ridiculous, is when we went to your grandma's house and she just yeah. opened her fridge and just put stuff on the table and, honestly, it was so good. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like, we are always stocked with so much food because it's an emergency kit in case someone comes over. Yes, because yeah, someone's always coming food. over, aren't they? Of course. It's, all yeah. our, it's that's our community, it's our culture. You yeah. kind of just stick together or we see each other. So. And you are so lucky to have that. You should very oh, much I'm appreciate glad. it. I do. I love it. Mm. Thanks, Larry. It was nice to talk to you. Oh, you too, Steffi. We'll talk catch to you up soon, soon anyway. Yeah. Talk to you soon. Bye. If you like the service, tip us with a review on iTunes. It's free, you tight ass.